Welcome to the Marketing Download. This is Repeat Digital's podcast. This is episode one and I am here joined by Cam Hussein and Sam. Cam, introduce yourself. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Cam. Uh, I work here at Repeat Digital as the um, head of pay media. And on New Year's Eve, my fun fact is that we went out in Bristol. We had a few days there. Great. No, that's fine. I didn't ask about your New Year's class for that, but thank you. Um, Sam, tell me about your new year as well. Um, what did you do? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm Sam. I, uh, I didn't really have an exciting one, to be honest. We had plans and then kind of went out of the window because of COVID. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a night in really with a film on. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to just talk around uh, what the trends are going into 2022 in digital marketing particular focus on PPC and SEO um, and yeah just talk to the guys really see what they see is going to happen in the next year and of course a lot of it will be an extension of things that happened previously in 2021. So to kick things off um, privacy is going up iOS updates it's all a bit of a mess um, how do you think the impact of this increased privacy is going to have on, on PPC and uh, digital marketing? I think we've already seen it happen and throughout well, last year, 2021, with Facebook iOS um, having a massive impact on all the campaigns and conversion tracking. And privacy is going to be a massive thing. Uh, and it's going to be a, even bigger throughout the next few years. Google expected to become cookless as well. So we need to do better, really. We need to make sure that we are tracking things correctly, make sure that we're looking at data a lot more uh, regularly as well i think since the uh, facebook ios has had an impact we we're doing a lot a lot of things differently i repeat digital as well now we're making sure that we're looking at um uh, conversion sales holistically not just from the facebook ads platform the google ads platform we're looking at it on a much much greater scale and looking at whether where we can see sort of variances so i think with for example with facebook facebook Make sure you have your conversion API set up because that's going to really help, you know, make 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 the data a little bit, little bit more reliable. And when it comes to just sort of, sort of measuring campaigns on month for month basis, basis, don't just look at, you know, the data the stats you can look at from Facebook or the platform itself. Try and see what what else you can see differently. Mm, no, I agree with you. Um, I think a lot of people, well, especially since I've been doing the job, I think people rely too much on the stats that they're given um so i suppose yeah it's probably a time to go back to basics really and start really looking at the data and and not relying too much on what's been given to us yeah also we're with that there's also lots of lots more challenges that are that are going to be that are going to be faced as well for example by doing this sort of conversion api tracking and conversion tracking you realize there's more things that you need to measure other than just sales as well and on a b2b um, platform is especially you need to be looking at you know, like chats and phone calls and and you know web form submissions etc and make, make sure that they, these are found these are being tracked correctly on on all platforms and you need to have the right sort of measuring tools and quite a few measuring tools out there you know that, that's quite handy to make sure that um you you, you, you can see everything getting tracked correctly yeah, I mean, I suppose just on that, people's preferences are so varied. You know, originally people's decision was to either send a letter in or have a phone call. 
but then email came about and you could email an inquiry or you could pick up the phone but now based on what you know what you've said you need to make sure that it's as easy as possible for people to get in contact and have things like a chat function on your website if you're active on social media you also need to be um making sure that people know where you are and, and that they can contact your messenger but then also you need to integrate that with your analytics and make sure it's trackable i mean just touching on analytics a bit i suppose we've seen ga4 has been something that google analytics has uh, had for a while now but i don't think marketers in general have transitioned to it too much um you know it's sticking with what's comfortable uh, i'm not sure when google are, are phasing out the current analytics do we have any idea on that well, at the moment, every time you create a new Google Analytics code, by default, you're just creating a the GA4. And it's quite, unless you go into it, only then you can create this or the traditional universal analytics. So it's kind of getting phased out, but not really. And also, it's, it's pretty much really, really hard to create a, a universal analytics code if you've really got a GA4 set up. So it's it's kind of there i guess but it's it's uh, still here more for google to do yeah to roll it out and just make it more of a seamless transition because at the moment it seems like there's a bit of a barrier yeah, yeah and i don't think it's yeah until they actually force over, <laughs> i don't think it's really going to happen just because people are comfy you know people yeah. don't tend to move unless you force them over so. yeah maybe maybe google surprise us and just do it overnight and just uh, watch chaos ensue there's definitely a trend for 2022. Like in general, I think everyone needs to sort of smarten up a little bit and educate themselves on GA4 because it's happened to us a lot now where new accounts come on board and they don't they do not have the universalities to just have GA4. And we have to sort of smarten up and educate ourselves in terms of like how to use it. So it's definitely something that the industry as a whole needs to like either do better at and also google google needs to do a lot of work there and as well to make the make the platform itself a bit more friendly there's lots and lots of features there that are missing out so you know google please <laughs> please make it a bit better <laughs> yeah definitely and i suppose on conversion tracking you know we, we mentioned ios before we talked about it at length about how the attribution was an issue and how we we need to be more holistic and make sure that we we understand um that the trend if there's if they're working with an agency and they've seen an increase in conversions overall and, and a lot of it might be attributed elsewhere you got asked the question um you know how important has my agency been in increasing all areas of traffic uh, because it all integrates so you've got to be coming to a client with an integrated marketing strategy and looking at that whole view um i suppose one of the other things I, ios brought was this hide my email um, I myself have used it a couple of times, but I've, I've not really used it any other time apart from that. I mean, I find that when you're inputting your email anyway, you're usually already comfortable enough to give them the, the, your data. So uh, what do you think about that? Hide my email. Is that something you've been doing? Um, it's not something that I've done personally. No, no. I can see, I suppose, why people would want to do it, but it's not great for us as marketers, really. No. But uh, you know, me as a as a marketer, I don't have a, I don't have an Apple as well, but I'm an Android user. But even as a as a marketer, I, I I try to give as much information as possible to to the platforms, just so you know they get a better. So I I just get the customized apps uh, and ads. Uh, so I think I I could imagine a lot of people do use that um, that function. 
I think from an email uh, email marketing perspective, it's going to be about making sure that the person who's managing that campaign assesses the segments and assesses its email list and uh, and whether there has been a sharp increase in iCloud um, email addresses. Uh, and if there has, then you know continue to clean up your emails on a, a six monthly basis, a annual basis. I mean, I know from a, a PPC perspective we're often seeing the value or have in the past of actually using email lists to benefit PPC. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think based on like, also like looking at the trends for 2022, email lists weren't, I think from, from our perspective, we weren't seeing that many, uh, weren't as useful as they used to be in, in the past in 2021 for email lists and using lookalike audiences for email lists. However, I think, email as a channel itself has really helped with ppc um for example with integrated marketing solutions so you have you can see whenever you have sort of promotion that runs on an email and you run a similar sort of promotion on facebook with google ads it, it really really ties in quite well with each other and uh, we've seen that work and that's probably one of the sort of the key ingredients to success here and because i think with the tracking issues on Google, I mean, on Facebook ads, email has played like a really, really massive part on all, all like e-commerce clients a lot, a lot more than it has done in the past. So it's just been a champion uh, for a lot. And I think it's going to be a big, big trend for this year as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people still think email is dead. You know, you still hear that conversation, but it certainly isn't in e-commerce. I mean, we see that, a lot of clients that we bring on aren't utilizing it to the max of its potential. And, and you can get some of the best conversion rates is email because they, they have trust and they know who you are. They gave you your data. So why wouldn't you use it? Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of go to PPC and think that's it. The marketing's done, but so much more you should be done on the back end, whether it be like email marketing, you know, your SEO, um, like general PR, it all could kind of ties in together really. And that's, that's what our best clients do. Well, our best clients, the biggest clients, they have so many channels and they're very diverse in their marketing approach rather than, right, let's just pay for that and get results. It, it can get results and it can work really well, but it works even better when you're integrating it with email marketing. Maybe you're doing a bit of PR. Um, you've got a referral channel going. There's, there's loads of different areas and socials as well, of course. Yeah, all, t- all ties in together and it yeah. all, all makes your business more stable and in the end, you get better results. So, you know, you should be looking to diverse rather than just stay down one channel, really. One of the things I'm also seeing is the change in how ads are delivered and the the importance of user-created ads and influencers as well. So, you know, TikTok's a, a huge channel now. And a lot of businesses are a little bit scared, a little bit cautious about their approach to it. But those that are approaching it uh, have sort of the two different ways of doing so. The traditional... Often you see them just promoting as a hard promotion of their their product, if it's a bicycle or whatever it might be. Um, and then you also see what I always like is um, seeing an unboxing, a user talking about their experience of the product. And it's a softer sell. It's still very clear it's an ad. People don't like seeing ads. They don't like being advertised to um, so much. But you know, if you can, I think people are more accepting of it if it's less of a hard push, particularly if it's coming from a 
someone who they follow you know um someone who they're familiar with so you know kylie jenner for example if she pushes out uh if she tries to promote something people are going to listen and pay attention to it i mean what, what are your thoughts on sort of tiktok ads and and how you'd go about it nowadays yeah no no i think that's a great point i think obviously the next trend big trend for the 2022 will be diversify your channels if if you and that that's something that we've had to do with with facebook ads i think we've had quite a few problems with facebook ads where you know you issues such as ios updates issues such as um as getting dis- disapproved and banned temporarily so this is where we had to try different different channels for example going back to google ads and obviously snapchat or tiktok ads and tiktok ads has been one where you know it has been really really good for some for some clients and that's something that we could definitely that i think a lot of brands could definitely do more with and um, we've tried and often you'd be surprised like if you think you're just a, a SaaS company and you think you can't you won't get results on facebook ads but you often do and often you get you get a higher reach a higher intent when people know about your brand a lot more and often get more leads th- through that so, yeah, I mean, even if you use it for remarketing, right? So even yeah. if it's not your core channel where you're focusing on that, you just you you approach someone who's more bottom of funnel and and has a higher intent, and you say, right now, let's try and push some remarketing. You can do that on YouTube and various other channels as well, I suppose. Exactly, and and I think I think I think that is that is a key. Making sure that you use all your channels that you can do, and I think TikTok has shown to be quite. I think there's still some bugs that we need to fix, though. I think it needs to fix a few more bugs in terms of PPC and e-commerce. Uh, there's a few metrics that are kind of missing. It's a bit behind some of the other platforms. Um, but it's definitely uh, it definitely has been something that we, we more and more brands can, can get used to and get, can work on. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Amazon has as well, right? So they've got there's so many platforms now and they've got different ways that you create ads and you monitor and report on these ads. Um, and people get very comfortable with one method, but then you see other companies like Amazon, they, they know that Google has a best in class analytics compared to other channels because they've been going for so long. So I typically see that, um, I, I think this year you're going to see more of the sort of analytics that you get from Google Analytics being applied to TikTok, um, Amazon as well. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think it's just important for, for marketers in general to be more agile and understand all those platforms a little bit more. The next, the next big trend that is always a trend every year, but I think it's even more important this year would be testing. For example, obviously there's platforms such as Snapchat, and there's stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn as well. But with testing, you need to make sure that you have, you, you can test between different placements, different audiences, different creatives, um, messages, etc. just to try and find out, you know, what, what's working, what's not working as well. And then that's going to be, that's going to be something that's going to be even more important this year, I believe. Mm. yeah testing as well especially probably takes on to like automation but um things like expanded text ads are going sort of june this year um it's bringing in responsive search ads um but responsives obviously you can't test so much so uh, it just yeah. makes perfect sense until june at least you know to, to be testing sort of placements for etas 
um, pinning different messages, etc., on responsive search ads. There's, there's so much that you can test until June, but I think you, yeah, you've really got to get in beforehand because it'll be so limited afterwards. Yeah, and I think as as marketers, we've had to learn what how to actually analyze these different ty- types of ads. It's not it's not how how we used to um, test ETAs, expanded text ads. It was. It's not as. It's not as easy. I don't think. You have to look at the assets. You have to look at you know, each headline individually or each sort of um, description individually. It's uh, the way we test now. The way we sort of like look at our data is differently to how it used to be. Yeah, definitely. I'd say one of the other things with e-commerce and different ad platforms is they're trying to set themselves up for e-commerce a lot more. Last year we saw, um, you know, Instagram shopping became more intuitive, Facebook, you know, people being able to buy within that ad platform. Um, I think we're going to see more and more of that this year. Uh, so people that don't necessarily need to go right the way through to a website, but they might um, click an ad and, and potentially get taken to a, a Facebook store or wherever it may be um and sort of just buy within the ad platform so they don't need to leave that app um i think people can do that a lot more when they're more comfortable with the brand and they've bought from nike in the past for example or or wherever it may be um but yeah i think that's going to be a huge change in e-commerce people buying more and more from their uh from the actual social platform Uh, yeah and and i think i think i think the trend for 2022 will be um we'll, we'll be buying more platforms but also how do we get the right content because a lot of people are using stories or play or different sort of the reels now that was quite new mm-hmm. in 2021 where a lot more people are using it now because what marketers and brands need to be using more of is video in general or gifts or just being more creative with their sort of imagery this the content they sent out and using it as a sort of way to storytell. Obviously, television advertising was the, you know, quite traditional advertising. What's so good about television advertising is it tells you a story. It tells you, you know, it, it, it's quite emotive. Now, what we need to do as marketers is also become storytellers on our placements, try and give that emotion, that message, that message across from there too. Yeah, yeah, they have to be quite snappy though. I think, I think, uh, I think I read a stat that, that people sort of click off and have a, a video advert within about ten seconds or less. Yeah. So you really have to reel them in sort of instantly, really. Cause... Yeah, I mean, one of the other trends for twenty twenty two is programmatic advertising, and and a lot of that will involve display, video, and various other things. It's about choosing your placements. Um, I would normally say like choosing your you know, website to put on, but no, it's it's about placements and. With promoter advertising, you get to sort of you know, choose and buy where your ad gets shown. Um, now, obviously, there are other platforms such as Google Ads who have the GDN, the Google Display Network, or Facebook who has you know, the Facebook platform. But you don't really, they're, they're not quite programmatic in the sense because they don't, you can't really choose a placement. I think programmatic is obviously, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a harder Entry entry for a lot of brands to sort of get into with with looking at double click for example. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, uh, I suppose that does bring us to an end of uh, of this first podcast, episode one. Um, hopefully it's been a good background to some of the stuff that happened in 2021 and the trends that we expect to see in 2022. So thank you guys. Thanks for, for joining. I'm sure we'll see you on future episodes as well. If you want to follow along with the podcast and you want to be kept up to date with when the next podcast is going to be released and what it's about, then please sign up to our newsletter. So thank you again. It's Rob, Cam and Sam at the Marketing Download. Thank you.